welcome to this, the third episode in Talking RSHE with me, Lisa Whitworth. Today, I'm going to be talking to Lauren, who is the head of history, PSHE and RE at School in Devon, about her journey in combining RE with PSHE and how they've delivered that successfully across Key Stage 3 and Key Stage 4, and also her hopes for the future for her school and beyond. So I'm Lauren Partridge. I'm the head of, at the moment, uh, RE History and PHSE, which we well, call PVP. Big job. Big job. Big job, yeah. So currently running three subjects. Um, we are a mixed comp of about 1,300 kids, 11 to 18 year olds. Um, and we've got a real, real diverse mix of kids in terms of kind of backgrounds, um, socioeconomic backgrounds and where they come from. We're quite farmer based here, um, which is interesting when it comes to PHSE and what they know. Um, and so we it's been my job to recreate the PHSE programme after going through lots of different stages in terms of that. We have quite a low PP rate and quite a low but well supported SEN group of students as well. So are you so predominantly, it's a predominantly white school? It's a predominantly white school. I mean, very predominantly white school. Yeah, but it's a rural um, school, isn't it? So the challenges that come with very challenges, yeah. Yeah. Lower it's rural. Rate. There's a couple of, it's a, it's a very different set of challenges that I'm used yeah. than I was used to implement. Um, so it's very, it's different, but it's good. So yeah, so so quite a different context. So so yesterday we were talking to me. So this is a, a very different setting. So where she's urban, you're completely rural. So, but the challenges, yeah. are, so the challenges are quite different, aren't they? Broadly, yeah. also for PSHE, like what they're, what the students, are, you know. So knife crime and kind of gang activity is is not a priority, is it? But the, the oh. challenges are, or, or is it? <laughs> it it's starting to be. It's actually oh. starting to be. Um, I would say that is actually something we're starting to get and we're actually starting to get a lot of an influence from Exeter itself um, and the challenge the urban schools are mixed facing there's a lot more movement between the schools so actually we are starting to get some of those challenges um, but our main challenge is lack of knowledge and lack of scope and actually um, I don't think they get any of the context of what we know or what they're doing in PHSE and I'm really glad we've taken this because what they don't know is quite alarming at times. Always, always terrifying always. to realise how yeah. little they know. Um, so, yeah. can you just tell me? So, uh, so how long have you been? Have you had the lead on PSHE? So, this is I've been working in the PHSE kind of sphere for about two, three years. Mm -hmm. I've taken it on officially. I took it on partially at the beginning of the year. And I've taken it on officially as of December. Um, but I've been planning it for two years, just title wise. I've taken it on uh, this year, and I, that's been in loads of different ways. So. Uh, we talked. We started off with it being in tutor time, um, and me just planning some sessions. Then we changed our complete curriculum model, and I replanned that at Key Stage Three and Four. And now we're changing it again. Ah! Which we'll talk about later. Um, uh, I think I've replanned it three times so far. Um, but hopefully, the next one will stick. We've been through that journey. Right? Yeah. It's not what you need, is it really? But it, you no. will eventually get to a model that is worked worked well in your yeah um, in your setting. So, so what's the current? delivery model for PSHE. So the current delivery model is in year seven and eight they do it through tutor so they have one hour on a Monday morning period one with tutors teach it. Um, in year nine, ten and eleven it is taught through a program called PDP where short course RE and RSC and PHSE are combined into a bespoke program that we've created as an RS department and then in sixth form it's again taught through a lesson led by your tutor. Okay. Um, which has worked really the program we've created in year 9, 10, and 11 has worked really well. We would like a bit more time, but it's worked really well in terms of engagement and having that control over it. 
because mm. we're we're just three of us that teach it. I was going to ask that. We so all... you've got a team of teachers for <clears throat> year nine, ten, and eleven. Yeah, there's only three of us. For seven and eight. So that's yeah. quite different. It's almost like two it's... completely different models being run in one school. Yeah, and it and it just isn't working in terms of like we've got the buy-in from the teachers. They're in my department. They're really keen. We've got the training, and actually the kids can tell. Mm. Um, it's quite different with tutors. We don't have the buy-in with tutors. Um, I took over the planning of year seven eight quite recently, and we've got a bit more buy-in, but it wasn't well organised. Everyone was really sure who was in charge of it. Uh, so that will be going as of September. Okay, so is that going um, into curriculum time then? It's going to curriculum time. So we're going to have a, a specialised PDP lesson taught by humanities teachers. Okay. Uh, and a specialist team who are going to we're going to replan it all, remodel it all, and it'll be taught by a specialised team. Is that, of be human- weekly? Is that weekly? Weekly, yeah, weekly for an hour. Okay. So and as you've got late, so great time. And got loads, there are yeah. challenges with that, aren't there? In ten and eleven, if you're also delivering RE short course at the same time, yeah, that must put quite a lot of pressure on that time. But that, we have found that. So we actually have twisted it slightly. So we focus quite a lot on the PD PHSC side of it in year nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, we've just done a student voice with year nine, and they've said actually they need it. They feel like they're facing most of those. Down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're facing most of those challenges in year nine, and actually that's when they're starting to drink more and think hear about drugs and sex eds coming in and they're like we need it now and actually yeah. i think almost year 10 11 they're, too, they're far gone we almost it's too late if we did it then yeah um and then we go a bit more are we having 10 and 11 but we've done a hybrid model so like when we do relationships in gcsere we go back over contraception that's when we do porn that's when we do fgm that's when we go back over consent yeah. and then go through the religious elements as well because it's actually nicely alongside it, <clears throat> you know. So having to teach about different types of commitment, so you're doing marriage yeah. versus cohabiting versus mm. partnerships. Actually, some of that is in that re. Yeah. Anyway, isn't it? So that's it's all in there. Yeah. And actually, mix is quite nice, and the kids don't know where. I did, what I didn't want when we designed the program was for them really to know where PDP started and re ended. I wanted it to be yeah. quite fluid. Um, so that works really well with relationships. In year nine, we've done it. We've done a unit on morality. Mm-hmm. So we've done about capital punishment, but then we've put in knife crimes and then gangs. Okay, wow, yeah. And that was really interesting the way you've woven it all together. Yeah, and the prison system. And actually, they're all, they're really engaged with it that way. Because they're like, okay, they're not sure. I don't want them to turn off. And they think it might not be exam content. Yeah. Um, so we've tried yeah, to be really clever about that. <laughs> That's really clever. <laughs> <laughs> so we've tried to be really clever about how we've done it. And, and so it all flows really nicely. And when we do like abortion, we start to look at pregnancies as well. So that it's all kind of there interwoven um and it's worked really well and actually we did a student voice uh, last week and i asked if you wanted more pdp or re and they're like well what's the difference Excellent. like Aha, so that's really good that. yeah brilliant so actually it's worked really well for us um we're hoping to do something similar in year seven and eight but there isn't obviously the it will be very much a separate re and pdp lesson in year seven and eight okay um but it's working quite well yeah. at the moment <laughs> so how so how have you gone about making sure that you're you're covering all the RSHE stuff that you have to have you mapped that so I've mapped it all mapped it all out um through our, through our mental sessions and I've been to the the hub meetings we've mapped it all out and we've kind of ticked off I've ticked off what's in RE I've gone to biology and science on okay what do you cover and then we've looked at how it fits in well with the RS curriculum in between and then anything else I've gone to my team and gone okay hand on heart what are you comfortable not teaching and on those ones, we get collapse days and get people in. Okay. So what <coughs> kinds of, what are the sorts of issues that are coming out from that, that, that some of the staff are happy um, There's stuff like intimacy without 
um, intercourse, we all were a bit like, I, we just don't even know how to start doing that without kind of getting into some gray area. Are we, are we teaching them what to do in bed or like it was a bit of a gray area. Um, miscarriage, we were a bit like, actually, we don't, maybe people in the department don't want to talk about that. We yeah. don't know what's going on. And I think, I, I think as well, that sensitivity to your staff's Yeah, experience. and that's what I was really. Yeah, it's a really big one for that one, I think. I was really concerned about so I was like actually we'll we'll get someone in to do that and actually I don't know how much science background we need to teach this fully um but the staff have been really good to give it all a go we when it came to like contraception I was like right I've got some blue penises you happy to do it and they're like yep give it to us we'll do it um they're all really embracing it which is why I feel I'm really lucky to have a department that will yeah just just do it um but there are some where porn we were a bit we spent ages planning porn which is weird um, because we yes. just didn't know. It's really funny that the two topics that came up in my interview with Mia that have come up yeah. already with our, in this conversation are the blue penises and porn. Yeah. It's like that's a One. common theme across RSHE at the moment. So yeah, so I, mean, I think so. So the, the, the planning and the training that's kind of gone into those topics that people feel a little bit uncomfortable with, that's obviously provided them with the confidence to do it. Yeah, I think we just talk about it. We spend some time talking about it. Actually, what do we think is important? Um, and we're quite fluid in it as well. So like that Ronan Kemp documentary came out about male suicide. Mm. And we all watched, and we're like, actually, that's something we need to do now. So mm. we're going to shift around our curriculum a bit. And actually, we're like, we need yeah. to talk about this now. Yeah. Um, and we're like, it's a hard subject, but we're all, we all believe it's important. And I think because we've got a similar vision oh. and like understanding of our context, we're like, actually, no, we know, even if it's hard, we know what to do and how to talk about it with our kids. Yeah, yeah. which is fast. Um, that's the, that, you know, that's the real important stuff isn't it that you've got the yeah fine and then you've got the cut you understand your contacts that like you're going to get it right and that actually having a plan that's fixed and never changes is not the way to do it is it you need to no. say i know that we've, we've just done puberty with year seven because they they didn't do it in year six and they potentially won't do it this year because they were planned to do it in january and we, we didn't want to do it remotely we wanted it face to face to allow those important conversations but it's messed up the entire year so well we've had this we've had the same issue we did we were going to do puberty with year seven i see sent our less to parents and we're like actually did year eight do puberty because we were in lockdown mm. so actually maybe we should do puberty with year eight again just in case they need to ask those questions and <clears throat> i think for me my perception of i've got to forget what i thought i knew when i was a kid and actually go, okay let's shift that forward two or three years now because actually what they know is scarily earlier or what they're experiencing is earlier than i experienced it or people i thought Experienced and actually, what, it. I think what I find more worrying is what they think they know. So what they yeah. think they understand is is always astonishing, and you know it never ceases to amaze me how little they really know and where they're getting their information from and correcting that kind of where you're getting this information from is a really important part of that, isn't it? So yeah. I so let's just talk about your stuff. So you've talked a little bit about the buying from the team. So and you <clears> you know the kind of support that you have. Have you had? Have you done any sort of training to? to support them that like formally yeah so our staff the three of us in the department we did a weird one where i was a, i'm a mentor for the rsc program but we also we were one of my schools for the rsc program so the staff could go through that training yeah um <clears throat> so they did that every thursday as well um and that was really helpful for i think us all to do it together even though i've done it already yeah for us to sit together and do it and get those questions answered um so that we've all done that together I'm hoping to get some more training booked in when I know our official model of staffing for next year. Mm -hmm. um, we did some training on sex, although we watched lots of videos online about the best way to teach hang on a condom. And we've, for us, it's more about 
talking about it together and planning those resources together I don't just give them the resources I'm a bit like all right let's do this together let's you all have different experiences different year groups let's go through this together and we kind of collaborate and train yeah. with it together yeah, they're much more likely to <coughs> are much more likely to deliver a good lesson aren't they if they've, if they've worked on how that lesson works so they understand it inside out rather than kind of you know yeah lesson with it ready-made Definitely. and I've been that person who's been given a lesson for P for PDP in year seven eight and nine and gone just do it and I've gone oh my god what is it does that link work yeah. I don't understand it. I don't get the contacts and with the new RC kind of where everything we've got to cover it's so much more detailed and almost so much more intense that I don't feel I can just go yeah, here's a lesson on contraception off you yeah. go yeah. we need to we need to do it together and I can't just give them a powerpoint on porn or an FGM I'm a bit like you have to look talk through this together but just go yeah, yeah, not best practice. Here, have a PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. that, definitely. It's not. It's not the same anymore. Yeah, fab. So, so, so that's amazing that you've got that sort of staff development and training and sort of support that's going on. So, just really, very briefly, because we're not going to, we're not going to spend too long talking about parents. What, uh, what have the sort of, what's been, what's it been like? What has the sort of parental engagement been like? It's been mixed, actually. I mean, I've had some parents who have gone, "Why aren't you doing sex ed in year eight and nine? Because let's face it, they're doing it, and I'd rather they." knew about it and and I think parents don't fully understand that's what my aims for next year about what we're trying to teach them I'm not trying to teach your kids what to do in bed or what to watch on YouTube or whatever they're finding or Pornhub but I'm teaching your kids what's out there and actually to be aware of what's going on mm. and I don't think parents fully understand the yeah. program all the time um parents who get it or work at schools like this is brilliant our kids need to know about this some are bit more unsure and I think that they're worried I'm <clears throat> almost pointing their kids in the wrong direction where that's not our intention at all and actually I'm not teaching about gangs to join gangs or about alcohol because they don't know about it I think parents are sometimes a bit ignorant of what their students might know or their kids yeah. might know and I think that's and, one of the big challenges isn't it that you know, yeah I think being rural is challenging because actually getting people together is quite hard isn't it and actually yeah fully explaining to parents what the purpose of good RSHE is sometimes mm. it gets lost doesn't it and it's you know especially stuff around LGBT they might have quite strong opinions about that. why yeah are they learning about why are they all learning about that you know I think that and those yeah so tackling that understanding of parents and, and keeping that going is quite it's quite key so in terms of writing your policy and developing your curriculum did, did were parents largely positive or parents were largely positive and we're going to redo our policy now when the curriculum's changing again the parent we're going to reconsult them again and engage them and have a parent consultancy meeting if they want to attend which aren't actually that well attended normally um i think it might be a case that i go for more of a Google, uh, Microsoft Forms type approach and get the data to bring them in, get the data that way mm. um, and get their opinions that way. But I mean, it's been mostly very positive. I've they appreciated any letters sent out pre-warning them yeah. about what we're yeah. doing. So like some about male suicides, we'll send them a letter to pre-warn them that's coming. Before we do puberty with the seven and eight, we'll send a letter. Mm. And they seem to appreciate the heads up so the kids don't just come home going, well, mum, I learned about wet dreams. And they're like, oh my God, why do you know what wet dream is? panicking they yeah. appreciate the heads up what's going on um and actually when we're doing parents evenings for year nine they're like my kids just come home and talk about it and like it's so nice to hear them talk about it and want to discuss it with me when normally they'd be like your school was fine and so they're like actually i learned about we do about like gangs in london and county lines and like i didn't realize that was going on on my doorstep mm -hmm. and actually i think they're teaching the parents stuff that they didn't know what's 
yeah. going on locally as well. So have you, have you got what have you got sort of available to parents on your website and stuff? Have they got a curriculum map? Um, there isn't anything. I'm not going to lie. There isn't anything. That's a that's a job for kind of they they it's can not, access. The, tell me about your, your plans. Program. Tell me about your plans. That probably leads us quite plans. nicely onto plans, doesn't it? Because we're running out of time. Yes. What needs to tell me about your your plans? So um. The year seven, eight, and nine, the uh, nine to eleven model is staying the same. Um, we worked really hard on it, and we're really pleased with it. Uh, as I said, year seven is becoming a curriculum subject, so it's going. We've out of tutors, and we're going to get a dedicated team mm -hmm. to do a, a full PhD RSHE program, um, where it's to be planned by us all, resourced by a team, done by a dedicated team who are going to opt in, which I think is so important. We're going to have teachers who are going to opt in to teach it, um, which is what I really want. I don't want to force anyone to do it. And I want teachers who are engaged and going to do it. Um, and then the plan is to uh, restructure that colourful chart. We brought in a colourful chart to restructure that, make that available to parents so parents can check on it. Um, make some more online resources. Actually, the Oak Academy has done some really good resources on the VS learning that parents can watch and engage and make a bit more of a interactive space for them. I might even do a Twitter um, just to get parents engaged a bit more and talking about it with kids. So and because that's a big challenge in a rural community isn't it where actually, yeah you know, parents aren't just passing the school regularly so you know it's quite maybe coming from miles away often aren't they you know, yeah you're in a farming community as well there are other challenges aren't they so finding more creative ways to engage with parents yeah sounds like a good idea i think it's keeping up that communication we're not expecting them to come in because they, they won't and actually they've got to come in for quite a lot so it's saying to them if you really want to look if you want help here websites you can go to or talk about so I feel like if you give kids sheets that goes into the, their bag of doom and it's like a trash can in there and they must have screwed up sheets. But there's a link on a website or a Twitter. They, parents can go on it as well and know what we're doing. Actually, the kids can refer to it as well. We've had so many kids who want to talk about LGBTQ plus. Yeah. And I'm like, if I can say to them, look, if you go on this website, like our Twitter and here are some resources or our yeah. page and here's some resources, then that they've got that access as well. Because yeah. what I do find is they're not always... In a rural community that are not always as open to asking questions in the open they're quite yeah they're not sure what it's okay to be or okay to feel at times or what's accepted so it'd be quite good to have something for them to go as well um i think the more and more i get into this and delve really deep into it i i think naively is how important it is and how big a thing this is going to be that if we keep going into lockdown or what's happening mental health wise or development it's 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 getting like a bigger and bigger task and a bigger and bigger part of the curriculum and I think I took that on naively not knowing that and the more I do it I'm like wow this is huge like every we watch documentaries I'm like oh that can go in PDP oh that can go in PDP or like oh, I watch that and I'm like wow there's so much and I feel almost like I don't know how much curriculum time you need to cover it all properly or yeah like I feel like to be math and English there's so much and yeah. we within an hour a week we need assemblies we need drop down days we need yeah to cover it all and it's just yeah but it's, it's really good and i think it's good the kids want to talk about it like i was overwhelmed by how many year nine said oh my god yes we need sex ed now like we're doing it we want to do it safely yeah and i was like okay great okay we'll go. you got the buy-in from the students and you've got the buy-in from you know the staff and that's a great yeah. you know and you've got a plan to to get that buy-in from the community as well i think that you know that that's a, that's a great model to take forward so we're, we're coming to the end probably of our time is there any i mean it's, it's interesting to hear you talk about someone that's come this 
come on a, a sort of journey over the last sort of three years yeah like someone coming relatively new to rshe and the kind of journey that you've been on what what's the one piece of advice you would offer because there's lots of people that might be listening that are starting out on their you know where you were three years ago like looking at the yeah. thing of the rshe guidance and going oh wow you know i've only got limited time i've got tutors i've got mixed yeah. team what would your what would your one piece of advice be over um i would say don't don't panic because it's overwhelming but spend some time and look what's out there and actually something like this or the phc association is amazing and actually there is so much more out there than i realized and i think i started to create everything from scratch and you don't there is stuff out there for you to help you so don't panic you just need to spend some time looking and actually if you're excited by it your staff will be excited by it yeah and that that's i think what i found is it's getting that that staff buy-in is the key and if you get that buy-in you'll get the kids buy-in you get the parents buy-in yeah top tips um, Lauren Partridge that top tips <laughs> top tips don't panic and get the buy-in um but it's been yeah it's been a really good journey it's just we've got a long way to go <laughs> but I think everyone does um so massive thank you to Lauren for giving up her time to talk to me about her journey in RSHE. I hope that's been useful. I know lots of schools are combining these models, combining RSHE, combining citizenship with things like RE. So I hope that's been a useful insight how to that how that can work in a school. Really excited next week's episode is uh, a conversation with two experts in mental health and wellbeing from the University of Exeter, sharing their knowledge and expertise and how we can best help young people and tackle wellbeing uh, with the people that we work with and how best to, to teach and talk to young people about those kinds of issues. So I look forward to talking to you next week. In the meantime, have a good couple of weeks and I'll speak to you then.